Welcome to All About the Benefits. This show is dedicated to helping you better understand the world of benefits so that you can better serve those that serve you. And now, here's your host, Lori Jewett. All right. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you for tuning in again. I am super excited to have my friend and mentor, Wiley the Mind Ninja, back. Um, It has been, I think it was like episode one or two um, that, was it one? Yeah. It it was rough because I had no idea what I was doing. I was terrified. I was shaking. I think Wiley was giving me like hand signals to calm me down because he knows how to calm me down. But I'm, I think I'm like 40 something episodes in. So this is going to be awesome. Thank you, Wiley, for taking the time. I know. For you, for those of you that can't see him, can only hear him, he's like giving me my uh, my my happy motion. Power anchor, right? Yeah, that sounds way better than happy motion. Happy motion sounds kind of dirty. So, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Wiley, for uh, coming back on. I appreciate you. Absolutely. It's been a minute. So to save people the trouble of having to go back and listen to my first rough episode and hear the fear in my voice. What do you uh, mean the first rough episode? That was probably one of the best because you're the most real and authentic. You didn't know what to do. So it was just all you. I might have cried. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, it was awesome. Well, so yeah, well, let's refresh everybody and tell new people who are just listening a little bit about you and what you do. Um, my name is Wiley, the Mind Ninja. Um, I am a master practitioner of neurolinguistics programming, uh, hypnotherapy, and a couple other modalities. My whole job is to help people activate their own personal easy button. That was easy. And actually just stop themselves from self-sabotage. See, I, I do coaching in a different way. I'm the Phil Jackson to your Michael Jordan. I help people just see things from a different perspective because most of the time we know what to do and we're given what's stopping us, but it's outside of our awareness. And the more that we dig deep on a problem, we just get deeper into the problem. That's why I love coaches so much is because they can say, you know, what did you notice this? And it's like, wait, what? Oh, that, I can take care of that. That's no big deal. But I didn't know what I needed to take care of. So it's like, all right, when it's outside of awareness, it's all practically impossible, even with all the skills, all of the trainings, everything. If you don't know what you're working on or where you're going, it just doesn't matter. So I help people find that. And I think one of my biggest things that drew us together is the ability to get rid of anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt in less than two hours without content by just activating your own unconscious learnings and taking care of those. Because Negative emotions are part of us. They're just the check engine light. The, the sad story is, is most of us in human society, we've been trained to put duct tape over it and ignore it and bury it instead of just get the learnings, figure it out and move forward. Yeah. And it's, uh, you should hear me trying to explain to people when everybody. You what? You, you try to explain. Yeah, You know what? We're not doing that. Try thing today. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. We're not, we're not, we're not addressing that word right now. Um, although I swear to you, the only time, except for one time that I purposely put it on Facebook, cause I, I had a, like a kind of ulterior thing. I had a, um, I never, I don't say it unless I'm with you. It's like, I see your face and I'm like, try, try, try. It's like, whenever you're, you say this all the time, whenever you're, whenever you're like, you know, looking for the red car, you see the red car. I try, I'm trying so hard not to say the word try. See what I just did on accident? That you just tried. Yeah. Well, I was I, literally having a conversation. Oh, via text message. I was texting Devin. Talk to text today because I was driving. And I was talking to texting Devin. And I said, making a conscious effort instead of try. So that word. Anyways, you should hear me make a an effort to explain people the um, the mind clearing. Because people are like, well, what did you do? Because, I mean, and you know this, but some of you guys may not. And I, I talk about that all the time on this show. But within like half an hour of doing that, I was a different person. Like I walked out of that, you know, we did it and it was before I had my like fancy little furry wall podcast studio. But I walked out of the um, sunroom or whatever. It's a workout room now. But anyway, I walked out of that room 
And Dean like noticed the difference right away. And of course he was jealous because he didn't think his worked, even though it very much did. Um, but which that's a whole other story. But me trying to and making a conscious effort to um now that I'm focusing on that stupid word to explain it to people. It's so funny because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, he had me like in a little hot air balloon. So people probably think that I was like literally in a hot air balloon, like floating over the US or something. Um, the way that I explained it. <laughs> Let's give you an easy explanation. All you did was you tapped into the power of your unconscious mind and let it do the work. See, most of the time when we do the traditional aspects of getting rid of negative emotions and that, we are consciously doing. Mm-hmm. And when you consciously do something, you're very, very ineffective. It's kind of like passing it to the government to have them take care of you. Instead of having a small business like Elon Musk take care of it, because he's got all of the things and it's it, it, the conscious mind can only deal with 32 bits per second. The unconscious works at a million. And when you give the power over to because it already has all the answers. It changes the whole trajectory. It's just a little thing. It's like. I love giving the analogy of most of us have learned how to ride a bike. And we're in the middle of writing, learning how to ride a bike. There's lots of suffering and suck because I don't know how to do it. There's stress. There's all of that. I mean, some of us have run into trees learning how to ride bikes. And, and, and there's, there's lots of negative, right? But the minute you know how to ride a bike, you go back and you don't remember the bad stuff. Why? Because you know how to protect yourself. You've got the learnings. You've got the trainings. Now it's like, all right, now I can just go do it. Now I just have to focus past the rock instead of on the rock because if I focus on the rock, I'm going to hit it because that's just the way energy goes. So the basic concept is, is what if you could tap into your own unconscious power being guided by someone? Because I, I, I know this for a fact, at least for me, is when I go back to deal with my own traumas without utilizing the, the systems, I go back to who I was, not who I am now. I regress to not having the ability to deal with it. I don't have the the learnings. I don't have the ability to cope because that's who I was then. And that's what the memory holds. Mm -hmm. Well, what if I could go back to that with all of my abilities? Oh, I'd crush it like a great, right? it's, it's, It's not a big deal because traumas when you're 10, 12, 15 aren't as big a deal when you're 40 because you've had that much life experience to build up and, and to take care of it. So, and one of the things that we do is we go back and we crush it when it's tiny. That builds up confidence. It's like getting that small wind of making your bed in the morning and then everything else goes so much easier instead of waking up on the wrong side of the bed and trying to make your day better. Where's the focus? Mm-hmm. On the easier or the other? Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be told, all right, now you're going to go in. I want you to relive that experience. Oh no, I did it once. That's enough. <laughs> why why would I want to go and relive it? Why do I want to fight through it? Forget that stuff. I just want the tools to be able to protect myself so that if it ever happens again, I can crush it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, that's different. And that's bottom line. The the way the process works is going back, giving yourself tools, letting the unconscious give you the learnings, and you don't have to relive any of that baggage. And then when it comes up again, you're like, well, I know how to beat that now because you've given yourself those tools. And it's subconscious most of the time. It just like does it itself. So I don't even. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you give yourself the learnings, it is unconscious. See, that's the that's the cool part about it is when you give yourself unconscious, your unconscious mind, the tools and allow it to actually work the way it's supposed to work, because it has a couple of missions. One is to protect the body, period. Mm-hmm. It will do the most destructive things if it thinks it's helping the body protect itself. That's why we have addictions and all that kind of stuff is because we are getting some positive value out of it at the detriment of ourselves. But it's doing it for a purpose to help us. And when you give it better tools, then it's like, all right, well, I don't have to have the, the bad ones anymore. And we, it just goes better, better, better. Mm-hmm. So people cope not realizing that once you get the solution, then you don't even have to cope anymore. It's just part of you. And it really is that bliss of, of, of being self-aware. It's kind of like 
with Tracy Reed, once you have the mace and you know how to use it, it's like, I, I don't worry as much. Or when you have this done, it, it, it's that protective measure. It's that confidence you have in yourself, knowing that you have the ability to handle things. Then the stresses go away. You don't worry about what if something wrong happens. It's like, something wrong. I, I got this. Mm-hmm. Then there's no energy towards the scariness or the fear or the other emotions is because you know you've got it taken care of. It's the unknown of, well, what if this problem, I don't know how to handle myself, or then we freak out. Mm-hmm. And we go back to who we were, and it just relives all of that stuff again. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned the whenever we're not using the tools that we have. Until you did that, it's been the longest time since I remembered that. The, my Those of you that are listening and not looking, my power activator, um, that, and I'll tell the story behind that because the story behind that is kind of that was that was pre mind clearing, wasn't it, or was that after the mind clearing? It would have been after because I. Hang on, I'm yeah, frozen. The first, really, the first time we really interacted was after Dean and I interacted, and then we helped you. Yeah, so it would have been. I saw you at a live right after. Yeah, it would have been after then. So, um, I was getting real-time messages about work and the things that were happening. And it wasn't, the the messages weren't about work. It was personal, like personal things that, you know, people were doing against me because they didn't like me for whatever reason, or they had this issue with me. And it was, I, um, I took it way more personally than I should have looking back, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I, which the funny thing is, is two of my coaches were there that day. And I love both of you guys very much. So nothing against the other coach. But one was so focused on growing his business and his stuff that he didn't even notice that I was, I mean, I was visibly like distraught and I was not able to focus. And Wiley, you walked by, you were up in the front row being all bougie and I was in the back row hiding, which I don't do anymore in case you're wondering. I'm a front row girl now. Even at church, I'm like front row, I'm ready, let's go. But um you know, you walked back and you did something weird. I don't remember what you did. You were like, you know, touch the hand and touch the table and some like getting my mind off of it, I guess. And the next thing I know, I had this little activator button and every once in a while, Wiley would turn around backwards and like touch if you you get, well, not if you guys can't see me, you definitely can't. But it's like right at my collarbone, he would touch his collarbone and I like, had this like it would remind me to breathe and I had this like sense of just instant relief and the funny thing is it still works I forget about it which is really weird that I forget about it but anytime we get on a call or something Wiley will do that and I'm like oh yeah breathe I wish I would remember this Sunday when I spoke on stage because that would have helped me like not be done in 30 seconds when I was supposed to be four minutes it's fine what it was is and, and this is prevalent in all society we all have them it's called an anchor and what it is is it activates a memory but all of us have anchors i mean you think about it when the phone rings what's your first inclination when your thing beeps you're anchored to the sound to go oh i need to look at my phone you're anchored to the alarm clock oh it's time to wake up you're anchored to someone doing an action if it's repetitive to i you do this i feel this type thing and all we did was all right when you activate your anchor triggers a memory based off that anchor that we installed and it took five minutes maybe no two minutes yeah and and because it's just it's that easy we can get anger positive and negative i mean it's the whole concept of when you're at a funeral and someone's really distraught and they give you a hug you feel that negativity it's not because they meant to give it to you it's just they were in that state and when you hug them it anchored that state to you and you it transferred Mm -hmm. Same with positive. When someone's elated and you're super excited and you give a hug, it's like, there it is. And it's so prevalent in society. We, we do it all the time, positive and negatives. I mean, when, when the minute you, the commercials start, you're like, oh, time to go use the bathroom. It's that trigger. It's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. we need to do this because we don't want to watch the commercials. We don't want to sh- see the things that people have paid to make that program possible. Forget, forget monetizing. No, I'm not going to give you that. But it's just everywhere in society, and and I love how NLP just notices that and says, "All right, well, let's use this for our benefit. Mm-hmm. If it can be used to our detriment, what if we could use it for our positive too?" 
What if I could anchor this most positive, powerful state and activate it whenever I want to and have that tool available to me? And the thing about it is, is the reason why you forget is you don't use it. It's just like yeah. any other tool. If you if it's out of sight, out of mind, we don't utilize it until we go, oh, wait, it is in here. We go check our toolbox for all the things that we can do when mm-hmm. we have a trouble or trialing time. We're not thinking clearly. So if we haven't been activating it normally during regular circumstances, we're definitely not going to remember when we need it. Yeah. And that's with anything, right? When you when you when you're doing something, you're focused on the negative so much, you forget all your positive traits, your power, your your amazingness. Mm-hmm. And by recognizing that, that's why I love what I do is, is I help people stop focusing on the way that they're not succeeding and focusing on the way they are and how to magnify that and get more of it. And have fun with it because that, that the spice of life is having an enjoyable time. When you're having fun, time just flies. Yep. When you're dreading it, when you're upset, when it, all this stuff, time just seems oh, to go drags. so slow. It drags. It's the worst. <laughs> right. And, and and it's not because you want to be there. And it's because you don't want to be there that it drags even longer. Because mm-hmm. the unconscious mind's like, oh, you want more of this? Okay. <laughs> So just start to realize, what do I want? Look up. Ask yourself, what do I want? Or what are the learnings? The the first Mm -hmm. one, if you're in any negative state, let's give them the the secret sauce, right? This is the most powerful four-step thing to get out of any negative emotion is when you're in the middle of feeling it, you look up. Because when you look up, it disconnects you. You don't feel the negative. And then you ask yourself, what do I need to learn from this? The learning of which will allow me to let it go. Once you get that learning, it's gone. Because that's all the unconscious wants you to do is to get the learning from it. Then you ask yourself, what do I want instead? Instead of focusing on the negative, what do I want instead? Well, I want to feel this. Whatever the emotion is. And then go do something that gives you that. Or remember a time that you had that. People say, I want to feel happy. Okay, do you remember the happiest moment of your life? You know, that one that was just just so awesome and you felt that go back to that time see what you saw you were to feel that feeling of happiness just radiating throughout you oh and as you feel that guess what you can feel happy at any moment that was easy it really is it is stop and just take a breather look up and just say okay i want to feel this okay i can remember a time when i was just playing with my family where it was just all fun Oh, okay. I spent most of October like this, looking up. Because October was probably one of the, honestly, probably the second hardest phase of my life so far. And I, like I did, I was like this. Maybe that's why I have so many neck issues now because I spent an entire month looking up going, please, please, please. But I missed some steps in there because I was so focused on just like make it stop that I forgot the... For a lot of times. Now, sometimes I I didn't. And you and I talked a lot over that time and you walked me through it a lot. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, But I forgot the the learning and the, you know, changing that state. And it was a lot of just like, why is this crap not working? Looking up, my neck hurts. You know, Um, which I'm joking about my neck hurting because I literally... And if you notice that question that you just asked, why is it not working? Instead of how can I make this work? Exactly. Just shifting the phrasing of the question changes the the, the energy towards where you're going. I, I love the fact that Mother Teresa, she's a great example of some things. She said, I will never go to an anti-war rally. But if you do a pro-peace rally, I will be there. What's the focus? What's the difference? The difference is, is one is focused on what they don't want and one is focused on what they want. Mm-hmm. And if you focus on what you want, you get that energy. And that's the great part is the more energy that you give things, the more you're going to have of it. So when you focus on, I, I'm not getting this and I'm not getting this, and you wonder why you keep getting it, it's because you're focused on it, not just reaffirms it. It's like, don't think of a blue tree. No, no, no. Don't think of a blue tree. I told you, don't think of a blue tree. We have to try it on to then reject it. That's human nature. Instead of, I'm going to focus on a green tree because that's what I want. Oh, I saw a blue barn the other day and I thought of you. I don't know why, but I see a blue barn and I'm like, oh, Wiley. 
I don't think you've ever used the barn example, but I know you've used the never blue tree. barn, but hey, blue is... Well, is you've used the color. blue tree, and Dean has used, like, whatever color barn, so maybe I just mesh those together, but... You know what? It works. Now I want a blue barn. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. It was, like, beautiful blue. It wasn't, like, old, yucky blue, either. It was pretty. I need to add that. You on a painting kick anyway? It's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, just go ahead and paint the barn while you're at it. See, blue. I'm going to add that to my vision board. Steve Gamer. It has to be a good blue, right? It has well, to be a good blue. He's doing the whole house in grays and blues right now. So it's pretty. Oh. I'm excited. There you go. Um, so one of the things that I want to address is I get a lot of weird looks when I talk about NLP, which is neurolinguistic programming. For anybody that doesn't know what NLP is, um, I get some weird looks when I talk about it. You know, the the and I know you say, do you woo woo or whatever it is, but you know, mm-hmm. that it's woo woo. And yeah, it was until I did it. And then it was like that was one of the catalysts to the change in my life. There were several catalysts kind of about the same time. There was 75 hard and stopping drinking. There was apex and the change of mind. There was the mind clearing and getting rid of all that past crap that I was, you know, dragging around behind me. But how do you explain to people NLP that, because I know you, I'm sure you deal with skeptics all the time. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to be skeptical, that's fine. Stay skeptical and you don't have to do it. Yeah. But if you have an open mind of going, what if there was an easier way? Because all NLP is, it's the study of excellence and how to replicate it. It's what do people do right and how do we get more of it? See, in society today, a lot of the therapies and the, and the medicine and all of that is what's wrong and how do we fix it? That's Western medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Eastern medicine is holistic approaches. What kind of lifestyle do I need to live? What kind of things do I need to do? How do I become better? And it, it it's that whole juxtaposition of, do I go and focus on the problem or do I focus on solutions and winning and getting there faster and doing quantum things? I mean, both work. One just works a lot better and, and faster. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to discount the fact that there are some amazing strides in focusing on the problem. It just doesn't get us there as fast as possible. It's dealing with the conscious mind going at 32 bits per second. I mean, let's let's be honest. Someone can take a car and get to New York from Los Angeles. You can do it. But if you take a plane, you get there a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And that's all NLP is, is it's just a different way of getting to the same, same result. It's just a faster way. I mean, yeah, I so, look at two, no, go ahead. Seven. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, Tony Robbins, when he was studying under Richard Bandler, learning NLP for the first time, they went and did a program for the government, and they were training snipers. Uh, Tony talks about how when he first did that, he almost blew his foot off. He didn't know how to use a gun. And what they did is they went in and they said, how are the top snipers, the ones who are the best of the best, How do they breathe? How do they hold the gun? How do they do this? How do they do this? What are they thinking? What is the process going on in their mind? And when they did that, they eliminated all the things that were just specific to that one person, but the things that were necessary for anyone, they disseminated it down to these steps. Mm -hmm. And then they applied it. And in less than two weeks, Tony passed as a sniper. Wow. They actually dropped the training time from four weeks to two. They dropped the ammo usage by about 70% just by breathing and focus and, and following the steps of the recipe to create the most amazing thing. See, we as humans, we say, I want the best, but we don't want the best because it requires, we think it requires this massive effort, right? That we have to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, is the difference between novice cook's recipe and a master cook's recipe and then the best recipe there isn't that much difference it's just the one person has gotten rid of all the stuff that's not necessary Mm -hmm. and is just taking action on the most critical steps so it takes away all of the other stuff 
all of the stuff that's not necessary, but we think we have to have it because that's what grandma said, even though she's not the absolute best, but no offense against grandma's cookies, but they're, she's not selling them in stores by the millions. Yeah. And it's probably a fantastic recipe, but it's not the best of the best. Why, what, if you could study that one or the best, which would you do? And most people say, well, this one, because I know it. Okay. Then the woo isn't for you. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you want the absolute best, let's find it. Yeah. And let's shortcut that utilizing your unconscious mind, which will give you such a leg up. I mean, look at the trajectory of Elon Musk. He's not doing basic stuff. Mm-hmm. He can't get to where he's getting doing basic stuff. But we do need the people who work at McDonald's and all of this stuff. That, and if you wanted to think that way, cool. That's not my ideal client. I don't want someone who sells himself short on that and just says, this is the way it's always been and it's the way it's always going to be. Okay. I don't fix not a problem. It's not a problem for you. Cool. But if you want something more and you want to get there faster, okay. Have I got a thing for you? We we can do that. We can get rid of all this stuff instead of two and a half years. We can do it in 45 minutes. And you know what is funny to me is when we, so we hired you to talk to our team back a while ago. And the people that we we only really got, huh? That was over a year ago. It seems like 10 years, the way that my trajectory is. I'm like, wait, what? We used to do that. That's weird. Like not that, but like the agency. I'm like, I, cause I've, now that I found my path, I've gone, gone so fast that I'm like, I look back and I'm like, Oh crap. It's only been since September. Are you serious right now? Um, But the people that gave us the biggest pushback were also the exact same people that had their boom, boom stick in their pocket for their, wait for it, NLP anchoring that we learned from Dean Dude and Jordan Belfort training. They were using NLP, but you call it NLP and they're like, what? No, but they're literally already using it every day because we train people to use the boom, boom stick to anchor. You know, when you close that big case or you make that big sale, sniff your boom, boom stick. That way, you know, every time you walk into an appointment, you do it. I know it sounds so bad. Everything sounds so bad today, but you know what I mean? And anybody who knows Jordan Belfort and the, he there it's just a little scented stick that's a, a unique scent that's not real common and you anchor it but it's so funny that when you call something else nlp they're like oh whoa 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 and they hit the brakes i'm like dude i saw you hit your boom boom stick before that virtual appointment a little while ago like that's nlp it's anchoring well it's it's <laughs> all about presentation and about how it's and, and people have stigmas about different things mm-hmm. and, and you think about it it's like do you want the result or not it doesn't matter what we call it. We call it anchoring. If we call it boom, boom, stick, we call it Shania Twain. I, it doesn't matter, right? Now I'm never going to look at Shania Twain the same. Awesome anchor. She's, she's amazing. And, and, and it's, it's, it's each person has their ability to do things. I mean, look at the anchoring of the, the Miley Cyrus song right now. And the impact it had. I can buy myself flowers. I can, yeah. So, I, so she, I've been listening to my uh, with someone, I, and, and and it was the Bruno's Mars, and she made her own song about it. Oh, but there's this Valentine's thing now. Is guys were given the, the girls saying, "You can buy yourself flowers. You can do all this stuff. You're a woman. You can go do that." And it had the some of the negative effect to that, just by the anchoring of, "Well, I can do this, and I can do all this." It's like, okay, go do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not stopping you. I'm not going to tell you that you can't. I, I I believe it. And each of us has the ability to do what we want to do. And if you want to say, that doesn't work for me, cool. You're right. What is it, the, the Henry Ford? Whether you believe you can or believe you can't? You're right. You're right. Absolutely. And that's why I don't fix not a problem. If someone says, well, I don't do that, okay. How's that working for you? Because if it's working for you, awesome. If you're not getting what you want, are you willing to step into the land of woo-woo and give it a shot? Are you willing to go into the unknown where there's some absolutely magnificent things there? 
there are ways. Here's the problem. Once you open that up, you're going to start to realize that you've been holding yourself back for so long and you're going to kick your own butt going, why didn't I take this sooner? Yep. It's the Neo question, right? You want the red pill or the blue pill? You get a choice. But once you start going deeper, you're going to be like, oh, what else have I been holding myself back on? What else have I been not doing? What else is this? And we hold ourselves to a higher standard and sometimes we kick our own butt and that's when we have to go, all right, negative voice. You sound like a Smurf today. Mm-hmm. And then it's just Smurfy, Smurf, 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 and it's like it doesn't matter. And you can change it that easy, right? And then we can hit the button. That was easy. Because it's there. It's available to us when we're ready for it. Not everyone's ready to live in the land of woo-woo. And that's okay. But if you're tired of where you're at and you want something different to be able to expedite and accelerate growth what have you got to lose yeah what what, what is the saying uh if you keep doing what you've always done you're gonna keep getting what you've always got definition of insanity yeah and it's okay if that's all you've known cool if that's what you want cool mm-hmm. but there are people who are stepping outside of that that are going and doing something different the one who says, you know what, I deserve better for me and for those around me, I'm going to take this step into the unknown. See, people will suffer in the known than risk the unknown because they know they can survive, not thrive, survive in the known. Mm-hmm. But once you start getting into that unknown and start challenging yourself, that's where true growth happens. That's where true magnificence happens. That's where exponential awesomeness happens by stepping out instead of i believe in this perfect i i I know i can do this it's the i mean carol dweck wrote a book about it called uh, mindset there's the ones who always were successful the perfect mindset right but there's no growth in it Mm -hmm. because if they don't dare challenge or try something attempt something that they haven't ever done before or that they could possibly fail at Whereas the growth mindset, it's like, I failed. I use quotation marks because there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. So many times that now I have to grow Mm -hmm. and I'm willing to do that. I mean, you look at Michael Jordan. He's the one that everyone considers the GOAT or most everyone, right? Did you know he missed more game-winning shots than made? Probably because I just watched you say that on a on a live feed the other day. But yeah, I did know that. Thank you for that knowledge. <laughs> right. And and that's the thing is nobody know, talks about his misses. They yeah. only talk about all those things that he was successful at. Well, he missed more times than most people. Why? Because he was willing to take the shot. Baseball players to be in the Hall of Fame, all you have to do is hit three out of ten. What is it that Michael, the Michael Jordan quote, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Don't take. You, yeah. If you don't take the shot, see, I sometimes even go now go back to the I'm the one that goes aim, 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 and never fire. The most successful people are ready, fire, aim. Self-correction is so much more powerful. If you're willing to take unperfect action and just go for it, you can correct so much easier than you can wait and hope that it's perfection. Perfection is the killer of dreams. That's how Kyle and I started our podcast together is we're like, all right, we're going to do it. Let's just do it right now. Well, that was him. Because I was like, oh, but we have to, but we have to, but we have to. And he's like, nope, let's get on Zoom. And within an hour, it blew my mind between the things that, you know, each of us did. We were all set up and ready to go. And we're ready to, whenever we're ready, we can start airing episodes. And it literally took an hour. In my brain, it was going to be like six months of learning this and doing that and all that. And it was, I was like, nope, imperfect action. Let's go. And we went. And that's a trait that is so powerful. Yeah. If you're willing to do that, you get out there and then it's like, all right, where are we at? Oh, I. here's the best part is people are more intrigued in imperfection than perfection. Mm-hmm. Because if you go for this perfection standard, how many of us actually watch the ones who the the shows all the way through 
that everything's all pristine and the person is I'm greatest and I'm all that. I, I lose interest real quick. Yeah, me too. It's not real. The realness you talked about, Kyle, of how his kids get up on his lap in the middle of the podcast. That is relatable. Having something happen, having a dog start barking or scratches at the door. It's like there's never a moment's peace when you have an animal that cares for you. That's the thing is kids want to be part of you. They look up to you. Why would I keep them out of something like this? Well, it's not professional. What's professional anymore? TikTok is absolutely not professional. Yet people spend hours and hours and hours on it because it's relatable. It's because it's a better thing. Mm -hmm. And we're back. And we're back. Yeah, I don't know what that's going to sound like. We're 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 going to learn a lesson. We're back, and that is real life, folks. You never like know whenever the urge to run to the restroom really quick is going to hit. But so well, we're we t- talking about all kinds of fun stuff, and it's like being real. Stuff happens, and and that's the 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 thing about it is we could edit that out, or we could just say, you know what, that's relatable. We start talking about stuff and being our best selves. How many times do we? sit in uncomfort saying just another minute just a minute another minute stuck in this situation that i don't like instead of saying what's going to be like to just go and be to just relieve myself of all of this shit this stress this negativity get rid of it all i mean you had a huge life change in october and now you're saying i'm running a million miles an hour why because you let go of a lot of weight that you didn't want to carry yeah and it's changed the whole trajectory for you guys i mean we were talking earlier your relationship hasn't been better you connected at a different you're connecting at a different level you're being real with each other you're both opening up to things that it's like man we're doing what we enjoy Mm -hmm. and it makes such a difference so many people are stuck in the well i have to do this no you don't You choose to do that because that's the safe option. You know that you can survive in that option. But are you truly thriving? No. You are not living your life where you want to be. Mm -hmm. But it's known. Okay. The prisoners in the concentration camp knew. But they, some of them went to a different place in their minds and they thrived in those camps as much as you can thrive. Mm -hmm. Others focused on the despair and the negativity and downward trajectory. The only difference was where their focus was, what they were willing to do to do that. What's your search for meaning? What is your bliss? See, I talk to a lot of people and most humans will spend more time planning a vacation than they will planning their own personal future, their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if we pay for it, we'll let it sit because it's like, whatever, right? We pay for all of these seminars, all of this stuff, and it ends up in a notebook on the shelf, right? Yeah, all of this. I've got yep. stuff. And do we even go back to those notes that we took? No, I had this epiphany that will change my life on the shelf. Instead of, I had this epiphany. What action am I taking right now? Yeah. What's the okay. five second rule where I have this epiphany? All right. What am I, action am I going to take? What action am I going to take instead of saying, oh, that's a great thought. I'll think about that for a while and then eventually do something. And then we don't. Oh, versus- you know, I actually anyone who's ever listened to even five minutes of an episode on this knows that, that is me all day. So I'm raising both hands. That's human nature, right? Because that's what we've been trained to do. Our limiting beliefs say, well, that'll work for someone else, but not for me. Oh, that's someone else, not for me. Instead of saying, when did I decide that it wasn't for me? When did I decide I couldn't have the best life ever? When did I decide? Because at the end of the day, you're the one that's making the decision. Us versus them. There are those who don't take action. Heck, there are a lot of people who won't even get on, listen to a podcast. So anyone who's listening to this right now, you've taken that first step. You've taken major action to change where you want to go 
by listening to things that will give you an opportunity to take action. But it's only an opportunity and you have to take the action to decide. Just listening is not going to do shit. Mm -hmm. It's not going to do anything for you. You could put this podcast in front of a dog and you'll get the same results as some people. Why? Because they don't believe inside of themselves that it's possible. And you look at it, there are some people that had some very, very rough upbringings that decided, I'm not going to take this anymore. And have made major strides on their own self. Mm-hmm. And the best part about it is, is when you make major strides on yourself, guess what that does for other people that are watching? you? Gives them hope. Then they take an action, and then they take an action, and then they take an action. It's a rising tide raises all ships. And it gets away from the human condition, which is, you're better than me, I'm going to attempt to pull you down, the crab mentality, right? Yeah. You get so far up out of the bucket, there's no way they can reach you. And then they start reaching up, and they're like, well, I guess I got to start climbing. And that's true magnificence, because... I'll tell you right now, the people who have the most haters are the ones who love it because they know they've made it. Yeah. If you don't have haters, you haven't made it because your presence isn't being felt. Mm. I, then I feel like I'm getting close to making it. <laughs> and that's the best part, right? Yeah. Is because it doesn't matter what they say. The only one who hates on people are one who aren't where they want to be. Yeah. Anyone who's taking the time and you're living in their mind rent free and it doesn't matter. You're not. <laughs> they're not in yours <laughs> it's like i'm too busy building i don't got time for anyone who doesn't want to be there they used to be though i used to let those people and it's super ironic that we're having this exact conversation because unfortunately when i ran out of the room i looked at my phone and i had a message from um the uh september problem that uh made me and so i'm like walking back like this it just it, it, it just annoyed me and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, uh-uh, don't let them live rent-free. And it wasn't even like an obnoxious message. It's just seeing that person's name makes me want to stab something. Um, when did they wall. get that power? I'm, exactly. That's what I'm like. I'm releasing. I'm going to stroke my furry wall. I got to start releasing a video because people are going to be like, wow, she literally is petting a wall. Yes, she is. And it's awesome. Um, but yeah, exactly. We're having this conversation and I'm like, nope. Well, here, here, here's the lesson. thing. We talked about anchors. What is that anchor you What's the anchor that mm. you feel there? Oh, it's yeah. a relaxation, right? The wall too. Each one has a calming effect. It's like, I remember a time when, okay, this is good. I like this. Yeah. This is comfort. This is, right? You're anchored to that feeling and that's all it is. It's not this ADD or any of that stuff. It's you getting a result that you want. Your unconscious knows that if I rub this wall, I'm going to get this response. You've trained yourself and that's yeah. awesome. And you're moving forward and you did it unconsciously, not realizing you said, well, it's because of that. No, it's because, you know, you get this result by doing this. And it's the same with all this other stuff. And here's the fun part is. Each of us can move forward from stuff. We don't have to let others live rent free. We don't we get to choose to give the power or not. Mm -hmm. One of the phrases that I learned and I absolutely love is no one can offend me. And the reason why is because I don't give anyone that power. I'm the one that gets to choose if I want to be offended or not. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who chooses if the trigger is there or not. And I mean, this is great because yesterday I ended something that each of us triggered each other. And I let that happen because I cared about that person so much that I wanted to give them access to that power. and. It hurt me as much as it hurt them. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in a caring relationship and someone gets triggered, you get triggered because you don't want them to feel triggered, which triggers them more, which is that spiral of crap. It is ridiculous of- that I feel exactly what you're saying. I'm like, all of the times that that's happened between Dean and I. Right. It's, yeah, I, I know exactly. What of, I, I watched this little skit on TikTok and it's like, I'm, I'm having a really bad day. And so, well, okay. So what are you going to do about it? And and they used to trigger each other and said, she's like, I'm going to wear these sweatpants. And then, you know, I'm triggered. And that way we don't interact. 
because then we don't trigger each other. If we're not interacting, it's like, I just know you're having a bad day. All right. Is there yeah. any, you will come to me if you want help with it. See, here's the thing is when we feel so close and connected to someone and we want to help them when we know they're in a struggle, but they don't want help in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so it hurts us that they're rejecting us. They, we think we're they're rejecting us instead of they're just in their own moment in their own bubble. It's like me getting upset that someone doesn't want to do woo-woo. It's not my problem, not my circuit. I, I can't help someone who doesn't want it. So mm-hmm. why would I give the energy to that? Even if I cared about them so deeply, it's, look, sometimes you got to do all this stuff. We just take it personal. And when we take it personal, then it escalates. Instead of going, and I, I, I heard this a lot, and I hate the phrases. Like, I know this has absolutely nothing to do with you, but, and then we delete it. Yeah. You're the one that's in my face right now. You're the one that I was, so it's connected. And you just connected me to the absolutely not about you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that it's like, what if we could just breathe and just say, all right, you're having a moment. If you need me, I'll be here. But you have to ask me. I'm not going to come to you. And that's better for both parties, I want. Yeah. Because... Yeah, when I attempt to solve a problem inside a problem, I just get more problem. Instead of it being, I get my epiphanies when I'm out not doing whatever it is that I was working on. Mm-hmm. If you've noticed, the epiphanies come when you're not in that activity, when you're doing something absolutely, totally unrelated. And I was like, this would be amazing. All right. What am I going to take action on right now? This. Okay. Massive action. Five second rule. When you get an epiphany, you have five seconds to do it or you're not going to get the result. The universe has prepared you in that moment to have that thought to take action at mm-hmm. doing. Instead of bouncing for 10 minutes, I have the thought, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to feel so much better because then I'm going to get more out of all of this stuff. Because I'm not thinking about bouncing. I'm thinking about the information that's being given. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I don't know anyone that's going to be offended. It's like, I have to go and do this right this second. Yeah. Because I live my life by inspiration. Whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whether it's whatever you believe in, inspiration strikes everyone. And there are very few who will take action in that moment. Mm -hmm. We put it off. Instead of realizing... Oh, I thought about this person. I should send them a little message or I should talk to them or I should do this. And if yeah. you notice, when you've taken that action, paths have opened up so much faster than if you wait or forget or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Like today, you're like, I had someone cancel. And it's like, I'll do it. Yeah, it worked out. I mean, yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't, I, honest to God, I wouldn't have even thought of that. I'm like, I'll send you my link because my brain wasn't on imperfect action. My brain was on. You, someone well, I'm gonna, I'm on. Gonna, well, well, the thing about it is, is you had a reason. It's like, I have all this stuff that I have to do tonight and I need to save my energy. I'm going to take this day out of the schedule because it's not working for me. And realizing that you've started to take action, mm-hmm. but you're like, well, there's two people that give me energy. All right, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> And here we are, and now you're bouncing. I am, yeah. <laughs> Not because I have to pee this time. Last time. Yeah. You're still bouncing. But I know. What? I know. It's good energy, right? So, well, I'm about to have to um, hop off and hop on with my call with Steve, too. And we just talked about, like, your wine. And boards and today, amazingness, right? Our call today is basically a, or based on about finding your why. And, you know, go all the layers deep and all that. So it's kind of, it kind of works really well with the conversation we just had. <laughs> now, you know, that it's like, okay, finding what it is that energizes you to get the result that you want. Mm-hmm. And why is a, a really good question? My big question that I would tell people to ask themselves is how is that working for you? Mm-hmm. If it's not, what's the reason? 
Are you taking action where you want to go or not? Why is a double-edged sword? Because it can also be the excuse of why you hold on to stuff. Yeah, very true. So utilizing it as a catalyst for power, amazingness. Using it as an excuse, well, it's because I do this. Why? Because my family has always trained me to do this. Why? Because this, why this? And we can justify a lot of things utilizing why. So just take stock in where the it's coming from and the purpose behind your why. Mm-hmm. Is it magnifying where you're going? How is that working for you? Or is it not? But at the end of the day, you have all of the capabilities, the amazingness, and the connections to get wherever you want to go. Because you're amazing. And, and that's to each and every person who's listening to this is you have capabilities. You just didn't realize that you had them. Every one of us has access to this inspiration. Mm-hmm. We've just dulled it down because I'll tell you right now, inspiration doesn't hit if you keep ignoring it. That's a very good it's point. Just like anything else, it gets quieter and quieter the more it's ignored because mm-hmm. we tune it out. It's like someone who hits snooze every morning, right? The alarm means nothing if you're just going to hit snooze every time. If Dean is listening to this, we're probably together and he's pointing at me. It would be my guess. Like when this airs. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, is what's the point of an alarm if you're just going to ignore it? Because it reminds Dean to wake me up. <laughs> How's that working for you? Oh, he wakes me up. So but but do you enjoy it that way? Yeah, it's better than the like, although um, somehow accidentally some of my um, some of my alarms got changed to Calliope music and that wakes me up. <laughs> so just change them to Calliope music. I'm, and then you don't need Dean. I'm pretty sure at some point I had something that I didn't want to do, but I had to do anyway. And so I set the Calliope music to be like, okay. But yeah. I like it. it. Makes me happy. Well, then wake up happy. Change yeah. them all the Calliope music. You just found out how it could be better. Yeah. Now let's take action. Action time. Well, I will, I will, yeah, give me all the woo-woo. I will make sure that I put your book link um, in the the description because 52, yeah, 52 Mind Hacks with the Mind Ninja. Um, definitely highly I, recommend I'll get my that. site up and running, themindninja.com. Um, and then just find me on Facebook. I'm going to start putting more out there. But yeah, send me a message. I'd be more than happy to help. Um, answer questions. Um, every conversation, my goal is to provide value. So worst case, we crush a couple of things just because I like to have fun on calls anyway. So just yeah. like this, it's like, let's answer some questions while we're doing it. All right, we got this. Let's go. Yeah, we just make it fun. Well, that's why calls with you energize me and don't suck the life out of me because we have fun and just go with the flow. But well, I am grateful for you. I um, will talk to you soon. And thank you guys for listening and tuning in again. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of All About the Benefits. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Until next time, friends. 